So your teenager, they don't listen to you. They won't do what you ask them to do. They're constantly arguing about everything. You know, they just disrupt the family and you're a little frustrated by it. Well, I can understand that and we've all been there. That's just part of the nature of dealing with teenagers. Well, today I've got two different strategies I wanna share with you that'll help transform that relationship. And I think you'll be amazed at how effective these two ideas can be. So let's check it out. Well, hello again, everyone. My name is Jim White, and I'm an author, coach, and the founder of the Family Enrichment Academy. But more importantly, I'm a parent just like you. Well, today we're gonna to be talking about dealing with that difficult teenager. I have a little bit of a funny backstory. I just recorded this and realized I didn't have my mic on, so it didn't sound very good. So little back, back office behind the curtain uh, admission, if you will, from my standpoint. So we're re-recording, we're doing this again. But anyway, um, so we're gonna be talking about dealing with that difficult teenager today, and I've got a couple strategies for you. Before we start though, I did wanna let you know I do have a free resource also. I have 10 things you need to stop doing as a parent, and then what you can do instead. So be sure to check it out. You can download this resource at familyenrichmentacademy.com. It's again, free resource for you. So let's go ahead and dive into our couple of ideas for you around dealing with that difficult teenager. So this first idea is around arguments. I wanted to start there because a lot of times these difficulties turn into and get escalated into an argument between the teenager and the parent. And so this first perspective shift I wanna throw out to you is that you do not have to attend every argument that your teenager invites you to. Let me say that again. You do not have to attend every argument that your teenager invites you to. And in fact, I'm going to suggest that doing that is just disempowering. It doesn't move anything forward. And here's the reason why. If before you can move to solution building or coming up with a plan for things to work better in the future, you have to regain composure. And that's both for you and your teenager. And so if emotions are running high and there's a lot of anger and frustration, you're just not in a position to do that anyway. And so the first step is to regain composure. Now we start with you. If you find yourself getting drawn in, you gotta recognize that, be aware, step away for a minute. You can even say to the teen, you say, you know what? I feel myself starting to get frustrated and this never turns out good, so I need to take a minute calm myself down and you can go do something right go do something to help regain composure take a walk um, you know read a book for a minute do just do something to kind of change the change the mood if you will now once you get to where you're able to stay calm in the face of that teenager getting upset that's really powerful as well because now you can be that safe place to help your teenager regain their composure and again, this is just so critical because you can't move forward when there's a lot of upset. And that's the point is you just keep that in mind. I can't move forward. My only job if they are upset is to help them regain composure because they're not thinking logically or reasonably anyway, right? That's what happens when we have these arguments. So the only job, your first priority and only priority is regaining composure. And you do that by just being calm there with them acknowledge and validate what's going on for them. You know, you're present, you acknowledge if, and then be curious a little bit. What are you really upset about? And then acknowledge it back, repeat it back to them. So if I'm hearing you right, this is the issue. That makes them feel heard. And when they feel heard, they'll calm down a little bit. 
Um, you can also then validate, well, I can see why that would make you a little bit upset. Now, I'm not saying you have to agree and, and give in at that point, but you can just acknowledge that, you know, whatever's happening is upsetting to them. And that, again, helps them to feel heard and that allow them to calm down a little bit. It's, again, taking that break for a second. So that's the first thing I wanted to throw out is just regain composure because nothing good is going to come of it. And again, you can't move into solutions while everybody's upset. Okay, so now let's talk about the second item on the list. I want to talk to you about your perspective of your upset or difficult teenager. And again, this one, I want you to really think this through and sort of open your mind up a little bit to the possibility that I'm about to introduce to you. And here's the idea. All of your teenagers' unwanted or disrespectful or difficult behavior is really just a call for love. It's a call to connect. Let me say that again. All of that unwanted behavior, the, the stuff that you don't like that's upsetting, that is just your teenager calling out to you. They're calling to reconnect and they're calling for love. That brings a different perspective to this whole thing, right? It's more foundational. And your response to that is to build and deepen connection. The ultimate goal of building, and this is one of the fundamentals that when I do my fundamentals, parenting fundamental class, we talk about building connection is one of those fundamentals. And the goal is to have that teen feel like they're being seen for who they are and loved unconditionally. And what happens is if, that's, if they're not feeling that completely, they tend to act out. They tend to get difficult. They don't want to do things. They're, they're, it's because they're struggling a little bit. So that's the point. But the solution is to build that connection. Now, full acknowledgement, this is not a short-term fix. This is something that you have to work on and be intentional about over a period of time. Actually, I like to draw the analogy to a health and wellness program. Let's say you have a goal that you want to lose 30 pounds and become healthier. Well, if you spend 20 minutes in the gym and skip lunch one day, you don't magically have lost that 20 pounds and all of a sudden or 30 pounds and all of a sudden you're healthy, right? You have to make a consistent effort over a period of time, but the payoff is huge at the other end. This building connection is that same kind of mindset is what I want you to take on. The payoff is going to be huge on the other end if you're willing to make the investment. So let's talk about a few strategies for how you can do this. So first of all, I just want to share building connection can be fun. It should be awesome. It should be enjoyable. It's just a great thing to do and it's going to be very fulfilling and rewarding for you. So I just want to put that out there to hopefully encourage you or inspire you to go ahead and make the effort to do this. So when it comes to building connection, there are a lot of different strategies. And um, I've, when I work with parents, we go through, actually I have nine of them that I really like to focus on, but I'll just share a few today to hopefully get your creative juices going. Um, the first one, and I mentioned this, is just being playful, having some fun with your teenager, um, playing some games, going out and playing a game of basketball in the driveway, or playing some card games or board games. Just find a way to have some fun. Maybe you tell some jokes. Um, go watch a funny movie. I mean, there's a lot of different things you can do there. And again, the whole goal is to build connection through play or through being playful. Another great um, approach is to be curious, you know, just really be curious about what's going on for them. And if they say something, you know, that you don't quite understand, or they use a word, for example, that you don't quite understand, it's like, what do you mean when you say that? It's like they get a chance to educate you, to help you be a little hipper, if you will, by the, you know, the, the current lingo. So use curiosity. Now, one uh, caveat here that I will point to is 
if you ask some questions, they may some things that or say some things that maybe you aren't quite comfortable with. It's really important though that you that you withhold having judgment about that and and passing judgment or even going in and trying to correct them in that moment. Um, the point is you just want them to open up and share and, and feel like they can share things safely with you without it turning into some big production. So be curious, but listen with compassion and forgiveness in your heart as well. Um, you know, do something kind for them from time to time. And that could just be simply some kind words or some words about how you believe in them. Um, those are examples of ways to build connection as well. Um, be present. This is a big one for parents. You know, we get busy, we got our phones and we're working from home and there's just a lot going on. And so sometimes we're physically there, but it's about being with them present and attentive to them as well. And so find some opportunity where you can just drop everything and really focus your attention. It's another great way to build connection. So, you know, get a little creative, find some ways that you can connect with the child and, and build that connection with them. It's just super powerful and it will transform them and how they respond within the family and how they engage within the family. Now, actually, I've got a 28-day challenge. You know, I mentioned this is something you do over a period of time, so I really would love for you to take on this challenge. And what the challenge involves is keeping score of your engagements with your teen over the next 20 days or 28 days. And what you do is a, a connection building engagement is a plus one. A connection damaging engagement, like a fight, for example, is a minus one. And so over the 28 day period, I want you to really be aware. And that's what this is really, it's an awareness exercise and keep score. And obviously the goal is to have a positive account balance at the end of the 28 days. And I've, when I've had parents do this, the, the real power in this exercise, as I mentioned, is awareness. It's starting to be more aware. And what parents tend to, to discover is they have more connection damaging engagements with their child than maybe they realize. You know, these are, it doesn't have to always be a fight. Let's just say you pass judgment on them or you say something, um, dis, what they would view as disrespectful, that they don't appreciate. That's an example of a connection building or you pass judgment on them. Um, those are all things that, and again, as you start to have some awareness around, you're going to start to notice things that really don't help to solidify that relationship. But on the flip side, the other thing that I find parents have discovered is there's a lot of missed opportunities to build connection. And when you're keeping score, you want to take advantage of all those opportunities. And so this exercise will just help bring some awareness to the quality of that connection and all of those opportunities to build and deepen it. And the whole point is if you can build and deepen that, that connection, that difficult teenager is going to start to transform and they're going to turn around and all of a sudden they're going to be engaged with the family in a pleasant way. They're going to be more cooperative. Um, all of that will start to turn around as they feel like that, that connection really strengthened with you at home. So there you have it, a couple of different perspectives to take on around your difficult teenager. One is don't, you don't have to attend every argument that they invite you to. And in fact, your goal is to help be that calming influence in those moments, to help everybody regain composure. So then you can you know, reasonably discuss potential solutions. And then the second thing is I want you to be aware that all of that difficult or unwanted behavior is really just a call for love. It's a call to connect. 
you know, it's them reaching out without really knowing how to verbalize it. They're just struggling in some way. So take that approach of trying to build connection and you may be amazed at how that can transform that relationship. Well, before we sign off, I did want to let you know that I do have that free resource for you, those 10 things you should not be doing or you need to stop doing with your teenager, and then what you can do instead. So be sure to download that at FamilyEnrichmentAcademy.com. As always, it's truly an honor to be able to serve and support you as you move along your parenting journey, and it is a journey. And I also just want to acknowledge you for having that growth mindset. That's just going to be critical to getting through these teenage years. Until next time, remember, a change in perspective changes everything.